You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, hello. It's Drew Gasparini here from Now We're Talking with me, Drew Gasparini. And I'm just here to let you know that you can now support us by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Guys, podcasting is so much fun, but it's so much effing work from booking the star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, editing, good God, the editing, and beyond. This particular podcast is a one-man operation through and through. Guess who that one man is? It's me, motherfucker! So, $5 a month can really go a long way, and we'd all really appreciate it. Not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash podcast to see how you can support us today. Special shout-out to our patrons, Katie, Elizabeth, Becca, Thomas, and Sheena. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks for supporting. Keep supporting. And now for the moment you've been waiting for, the show! Hi there, it's everyone's favorite pinup girl, Drew Gasparini, here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast whose only flaw is being too good-looking. I had a blast talking and laughing with today's guest, and I know that you will too. She is an Olivier Award-winning actress, known for her work on stage and screen. She's been seen on the West End in her award-winning portrayal of Inez in Zorro the Musical. Then she made her way to Broadway, where she starred as Mrs. Wormwood in Matilda, and Mona Kent in Dames at Sea. She's also done a ton of off-Broadway amazingness and on-screen amazingness. And you know what? She's just about done it all. And you know who it is. For the love of God, listen up and get ready for some fun, because now we're talking with Leslie Margarita. Hey, we're here with Leslie Margarita, and I am, like, really excited to talk to you today. What's up, Leslie? Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, you should be. I'm a very exciting human person. Your life is so much more exciting than mine is. I really, really strongly disagree. Um, <laughs> do you think, because I know that you have this potential, do you think I have this potential to be a sex symbol in the world of musical theater? Absolutely. Absolutely. You really do? You're not yes, just saying I... that to like make me feel better because you're on the podcast? and. Um, no, uh, no, I'm a very honest, I would never, no. right. actors yeah, don't sound... lie. <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. Actors no, don't I, lie. I can I see like too. merch, calendars. All that. calendars i love it that's when i have when my ego is insane and i have like more money than i know what to do with every year i will hire a photographer and i'm gonna release a calendar and i'm gonna see if it sells and if yeah. it does 
None of it goes to charity. This is for my own pocket. I want Absolutely. everyone to know right out of the gate. It's going to be the thing. Everyone's going to be like, did you get the new Gasparini? <laughs> the new Gasparini. 20, 2023. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hair. A lot of hair. <laughs> That's what people will say. Um, you were one of those people, like before I actually like officially met you in person, which we've only met uh, one or two a couple times. Yeah, um, weird. But it's so weird. I, but I feel like... Like even just through your personality on Twitter or on stage, I'm like, that is someone I think I'm going to click with and vibe with pretty hard. Um, Totally. I felt the same way about you. And we have, you know, we have so many mutual friends and I was like, oh, okay, this is, that's why I feel like. Well, you we put are, up, you yeah. put up with Alex Brightman in that I show. Put up for with him, bit. for sure. You put up with him and anybody who can put up with Alex, I'm like, well, then they can take a good dose of Gasparini. Um, <laughs> are you in New York right now? No, I'm in L.A. Do you live in both places or have you relocated? No, I live in both places. So I always lived in Los Angeles. Okay. And then I was in London for a couple of years. But then yep. when I got Matilda, that was the first time I moved to New York. Is that, that true? Eight years ago, yeah. See, that's <laughs> mind-blowing too because you just seem like you fit right in. I, You know what? Like everybody always said, go to New York. And I wanted to. I tried. I tried to get jobs. Nobody would hire uh-huh. me. And then I, so when I got that, I moved, but my husband always stays here in LA. His job is here. He's, he's a muggle. He's like, like, thankfully. What does he do? He um, produces shows for Motor Trend. He does like guy shows. Oh my God. You know, I love when people refer to them as guy shows because I literally don't even know of their existence until (laughs) until someone says there are shows about trucks and such. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So he does. Amazing. So he's he's a guy's guy. He's one of those man's man kind of guys. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So he's always here. So I moved to New York from Matilda and went back and forth. Um, And then was it, it was only supposed to be a year and it turned into eight. Wow. <laughs> or seven. So did you just fall? Then, but is it because you fell in love or is it just opportunity after opportunity kept coming up? Both, or? But kind of luckily, opportunity. Luckily. Yes. I really thought I'd be there a year and people would be like, great. And that was it. And luckily, opportunity. Um, and so I would just go back and forth, really. And then when COVID happened, mm, yes. I was like, I'm going home. Um, and I, yeah. you know, I went, I, I was in New York for a couple months and then we, my husband came and got me and then it, stuff got really bad here too. So I was yeah. like following me, but yeah. so I'm in LA now. Um, I've been back a lot to New York, uh, but yeah, it's, this is the first time my husband and I have actually like been in the same place for this long. I hear that's, that helps a marriage sometimes. Oh, I don't know if I, I'm I'm correct. telling you, it, it's really <laughs> rad because we actually miss each other. And so yeah. this time I'm like, all right, maybe now it's getting time to time to go again. And make the heart grow it's fonder fun. or something like that. Yeah. I've heard something like that. But I I love LA as well. So I'm I'm happy being here for a bit. LA's a good when it's not on fire, it's an all right place Absolutely. to be. Yeah. I think it's still on I'm fire, from but... the Bay Area in California. So it's the same thing. It's like I love West Coast. I love East Coast. One was, you know, flooded with pandemic yeah. while the other was on fire. It's just like it's you kind of both coasts are never great at the same time. Nice. I feel Wait, like. Have we have we not talked about this? Because I'm from the Bay Area. Where in the Bay Area are you from? I'm from Fremont. My entire family is still in Fremont. No shit. No way. I'm from Marin <laughs> County. What? Yeah. 
I mean, come on. If you're rich and white, you know the area. You know it's... the area. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, my whole whole family. It's why I never moved to the East Coast. Like I, my well, whole family. Because it's so. It's just. It is amazing out there. I really do love Northern yeah, California. I love Southern California too. And like, there, there's elements about it I like. I say it with such disdain, but like, my sister's right. out there right now, and she's having a great time. I lived in Hollywood. For three oh, years. Oh, oh, that's probably why, though. I yeah. lived in Hollywood. I got mugged twice yeah, in three years. Hollywood is so much worse than New York City. I don't it, know people why people... People think that it is, but it really is. And oh, I, like disgusting. my first apartment there, it was... Here's a, a small story about my first place in, in Hollywood. My first apartment was on Cahuenga and like another street called Yucca, I think it was called, or Yucca. Drew, I lived on Yucca and Ivar. Shut up! Oh my God, Leslie! What is happening? We've been neighbors our whole lives. I mean, come on. Okay, yes, so yes, but this I know the area well. This apartment looked like Swiss cheese. There were so many bullet holes in it. I'm not even joking at all. And we had to get uh, the uh, three months of living there, and the apartment gets condemned. And we had to we had to get out and find a new place. And I was actually homeless for a few weeks in Los Angeles because I I was literally just kicked out and had nowhere to go. I was living in my Ford Escort. This is oh all my true. God. And uh, when I so I was like away for the holidays or something. And when I came back, there was such a moisture problem in my my unit oh. that when I pushed down on the mattress water water would seep up like a fucking sponge horrifying horrifying started from the bottom now you're here gross now that we're is... here baby that's oh. right <laughs> gross gross yeah gross, gross gross but i was also in this really scrappy like artist mindset of like i can do it i can make it's, this work you that's know that's very hollywood like every i mean i lived in, I lived, I've lived everywhere in LA, but Hollywood, I was there when I was like young and, and I was going to be like an actor and that's very yeah, yeah. much the, the vibe. So, ah, oh, yeah. Well, you ended up really doing that when you went on to the West End and you, <laughs> uh, you won what is called, I believe I'm pronouncing it right. Ollie, Ollie VA. What is it? What's the the award you won? It has a little prestige Drew. to it, if I'm not mistaken. It's Olivier, like oh, the Olivier. Olivier. But of course, the Olivier. The Olivier. Uh, so you won the Olivier Award out there, and yes. did you think like, now that I have this award, am I going to be in London forever, and I'm going to be booked on the West End forever? Or did you feel like that's how opportunities kind of rolled out out there? No, I um, first of all, it was shocking that I a was nominated, and then two, one, because at that time, not Americans didn't really win. Um, so everyone was like, it's not going to happen, not going to happen. So I are still bitter of, about the revolution. Is that what it was? Still very, very yeah. bitter. Yeah. Um, and I was like shocked. I was nominated. Awards over there, like th that's their Tony award. And right. it, the, the importance of awards over there is not the same as it is in New York. Like there's no campaigning or Right, parties okay. or it's just like that's what you do and so uh, it was shocking that I won and when I won I was like finally I'm gonna get a Broadway show finally yes finally yes and like New York producers had come and seen it was Zorro the musical which sounds crappy but again one of those shows that people were like Zorro the musical but it was amazing right. yes um, and I thought like oh my god I'm finally gonna get a Broadway show and like two weeks after I won the Olivier I was up for two Broadway shows 
And I was like, this is it. I'm getting, I'm, I'm finally going to make my debut. And it didn't happen. Right. Um, and it was devastating. And I, and, and the New York thing just didn't happen. Um, what were those two even, shows, by the way? Can I, you, I, say? you know what? I, I don't like to say because then the people that got the show, I hate when people are like, oh my God, I was the next choice for blah, blah, blah. Cause it negates the other people that were up for it or, but let's just pretend it. you're on a podcast with somebody who <laughs> loves to dish and let's just get into it. Well, I'm so curious. You know what? They were both replacements for shows. Um, Is one of them starts with a W and end with an Ickid? No. Oh, gosh, no. I could okay, never okay, sing okay. that. No. Obviously, oh God, the, no. Other, the other guess I had was Lion King as Mufasa. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's yes. closer. Yes, okay. absolutely. No, so my, no, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and neither one worked out and I was pretty devastated and, and you're like, I have this British Tony award and no one cares here right. because right. It's, it's a totally different thing. And so I did think I was like, well, do I stay in London? Eventually I, I, I came home to LA and, you know, it took another year before Matilda came around. And the only reason that came around was because the Matilda people had seen me in Zorro in London. Right. But I was living in LA. I flew myself out a bunch of times for Matilda. Wow. And and auditioned in LA once for Tim Minchin. And that's yeah. how that happened. But it was just because those were the Brits. They were the ones that gave me the chance. So see, I mean, you owe you it all never to know. the Brits, baby. That's what well, it is, Brits, though. I do. But you just don't know. You know, you, it's <sighs> the path that I thought I was going to be on was it just blown up. And, and yeah. Just is what it is. So yeah, I mean, but you can't dictate what the path is going to be. No, you really can't. This is a you great can't. lesson right here of just kind of go with where the opportunities are Absolutely. and look at the opportunities they create for you. Oh because so, and then when you finally get a show like Matilda, that had to have changed your life in every single possible way. Not only did it change my life, but I actually now looking back on it, I'm because it took me so long to get to Broadway and I had wanted it so long, I appreciated it, I think, more than most. Totally. Had it happened when I was 21. Totally. It would not have been the same. Like, I'm very, I take it very seriously. I want to do all my shows. I want to, like, it just meant a lot to me and still means a lot to me. So I think, yeah. I think us, you know, being older and, and stuff happening to me, like I, I ended up on TV very early and I thought that was so easy and I took that for granted, but something right. like a big, like a Broadway thing, I, I was very happy that it, it ended up the way that it did. Yeah. It was like totally backwards, but, but good. Backwards and forwards all at the same time, I would say. I think yeah. that really worked out yeah, it perfectly just, for you. And you were just, you were an absolute uh, dynamo in that show. Do you uh, mind if I, if I quickly read a review, not of Matilda. This is a review that is actually on your Wikipedia page of your, performance, uh, your performance in Zorro. Do you mind if I read this to you? Oh, uh, sure. This is a, uh, from The Guardian uh, by Michael Billington, who wrote... The most flamboyant display of personality comes from Leslie Margarita, who, as, is it Inez? Is that the character? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As Inez flashes her eyes and other parts of her anatomy <laughs> with the gayest abandon. <laughs> well, funny story. In my cabaret show, I 
tell how I break down how I won the Olivier. It's very fake and very funny. But I but one of the steps is um, our choreographer was a, a very famous Spanish flamenco dancer, and he told me that I needed to um, that the secret to my character was Banthi's Jodem, which ended up he meant panties show them when uh-huh. I was moving my skirt. <laughs> so that review means I did my job and yes. and I clearly did. So yeah. Well, kudos. Uh, I just yeah. I was just doing, you know, like the centimeter wide amount of research I do before these interviews. And I <laughs> I just glance at a Wikipedia page and I see what I can pick up. But I, <laughs> I, I really loved that review. It just made me like buckle That's amazing. Over that is um, amazing. Leslie, when you lived in New York, did you ever have any wonderful overheard in New York moments? Because I found one, uh, not found one, I had one uh, quite recently, about two weeks ago, while I was in the city for auditions for The Karate Kid. And on my walk back to the subway, I overheard something strange, but I didn't clock it as strange until much after the fact. And this is what I heard. I wrote it down so I didn't forget it. Seriously, dude, I think your penis looks great. Stop freaking out about it. That is that is one of the best overheard New Yorks I've ever had. Uh, do you have? <laughs> oh, I've got. You know what? I have so many, and I I usually put them on my Twitter. Yeah. And I can't like. I there are so many. Do, well, everybody, Queen? reference Leslie's Twitter at Queen yeah, Leslie. Yeah, I, I usually find them, and because they're amazing. Yeah, like, New York's people, crazy. I find people in New York. What was the one I just? I was thinking, well, I mean, the theater ones are great. Like, I remember walking out of Matilda once, and I would walk past Les Mis to walk home. Yeah. And I remember some some man was like, that Gene McGean was great. Gene <laughs> <laughs> McGean. Gene McGean. Wow. The, the absolute <laughs> white trash version of Les Mis is Gene McGean. Gene McGean was love great. Gene. I am forever going to say that. That is tremendous. I'm Gene McGean. <laughs> I'm Gene McGean. That little, that hard E vowel just sucks all the life out of that song. I'm Gene McGean. Oh, man. I would have fun with that. That was a good one. Uh, speaking of coming out the stage door in Matilda, because you really, I mean, like Matilda was such a big craze when it was here on Broadway. And I know yeah. that you felt that it was really palpable, even for <sighs> people who weren't in the show. Um, what was it? I also have a great backstage story of Matilda that I'm going to share with you. But uh, what is one of the craziest, not even craziest, best or craziest, just a significant stage door moment with one of your absolute insane fans? Um, you know what? I... It, it's very important for me to do the stage door every night yeah. unless I, unless I can't, unless I'm running to the 54 below or something, oh, you know, sure, like, sure. Yeah. Um, but it was really important to me. I think that again, that was one of those things where I had waited so long that I this was going to be part of it. So I stage door every night when I can. Um, I had some, I, I mean, I have a, like, I had amazing people at the stage door, but my favorites were like, kids that asked me to like uh be part of their prom ask like their you know like stuff like that i loved i thought was so cute i love that yeah it was like super cute i mean i there's weird ones like once i got ears of corn from someone and no explanation 
wow. in, a, in a bag. And I was like, just do with wait. these what you will. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. No explanation. Okay. That's the best part. So just I was like, corn. Just corn. Ears of corn. Thank you. Here's a corn. Um, corn you know, on the cob. You know, you know, the thing is like, the, the, the odd ones are always people that, I don't know if they're nervous or whatever, but people who, I think people feel like they can say anything to me because I won't yeah. be offended. And so yeah. it's always like backhanded compliments or you look so much thinner here than you did on right. stage. You're like, oh, bizarre. oh man, your tweet the other day had me rolling. It was something like you had to sing off key on oh purpose God. and then somebody like, recognized that it was you. Yeah, this always, this shit always happens to me. This was a couple of days ago. I'm shooting a TV show out here and my character was singing a song and they were they wanted her to be just like totally bad awful yeah. so she busts out and it's horrifying and literally between takes one of the background artists the extras was like queen leslie <laughs> of course oh my like, god oh, oh yes my, my fans someone recognized me <laughs> it's like, a gift. And I was like yes it's say more it's me and they were like i didn't i could like wasn't sure it was you because you know because i'm used to seeing in new york but as soon as i heard you sing i knew <laughs> Where, and where you're singing on purpose bad. Right. I was like, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. I love that so much. Uh, wait, <laughs> Leslie, I want to tell you this story of when I went backstage at Matilda. And I was in a meeting with Disney, okay? And there was a matinee of Matilda going on. And I get a text while I'm in this meeting at Disney. And this is like, what properties do you want to bring in? We have so much interest in like doing something with you. And I get a text from Alex Brightman. He goes, hey, it's intermission at Matilda. Dave Matthews is in the audience. And he's going to come backstage and meet us after the show. You should get here. Because he knows my idol of idols is Dave Matthews. Like, the reason I picked up a guitar, the reason I started writing songs, Dave Matthews. And I'm in the middle of this. My agent's killed me after this but i was like i'm so sorry i have to go and i left okay. in right in the middle of this potentially career-changing meeting and i yeah. ran to the stage door of matilda because i didn't want to lose the opportunity to meet dave matthews and i got a picture with him and he was like oh and alex was like he's a big fan of yours I was like dave how are you oh my god and he goes yeah and these are my kids i'm like yeah stella and grace nice to meet you two girls anyway uh like i knew his kids names i was like absolutely nuts when i talk to him no but, but i love that and that's way more important than i agree business meeting you know and it hasn't <laughs> happened since so that maybe was my one time to meet my hero yeah. and it lived up it to never, all the expectations what are you doing? come on please no absolutely well, not here we are we're riding karate kid and we were just talking before i pushed record about how uh the you know the hate the love is all there. There's so much support from your friends and people within the industry. They they want to see Broadway do well, so they want the show to do well. And yeah. it is exciting when it's a big property. But like in a show like Matilda or even Zorro, when it is based off of a beloved thing that people just yes. kind of don't want you to touch it. They want you to yeah. leave it like it is. Yeah. Uh, and they also have this other idea that adaptations are practically zero work Absolutely. and zero creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What is that? And can you say something that will just have those people shut up? <laughs> well, listen, I, again, often go to my social media because I am all, uh, often involved in shows that are brand new or adaptations. Um, right. And, you know, like Flamingo Kid I did and um, Emoji Land was a huge one. I yeah. did a, a sh an off-Broadway show called Emoji Land. And as soon as people heard Emoji Land, 
it, you know what it is? It's the angry people on message boards that, yep. that shit on it for everybody. And they automatically have this opinion of why, why do you have to have a show like Emoji Land? Or in the case of something like Karate Kid or like Tootsie or yeah. Beloved, like I'm a massive Karate Kid fan. And oh, yeah. this is exciting. It, it was like Rocky. I loved Rocky and I was so excited to see it. I loved the show. These people, for some reason, need something to shit on. Yeah. And it is so detrimental to our industry that stunts creativity. It's also why I hate bootlegs. I think they stunt creativity. They don't allow yeah. people to create their own thing. But before something has come out, before a note has been heard, if you come and see the show and it's not your thing, sure, yeah. you yeah. can have an opinion. I'm not going to read it, but you can have your opinion. But before you even see anything or hear anything, you've already condemned it. It is so anti what I feel like our community is, which is Agreed. open and rad. And it's such a bummer. It's rad. And it is. It's rad. It's that word rad. is coming back with a vengeance. It is and rad. Thing, and like... The other thing that kills me is a show can't have a proper preview period because there are some buttheads that go to yep. the first preview so that they can be the first person to shit on it. Yep. And I just, it has nothing to do with the show. It has everything to do with them feeling important or them yeah, feeling like exactly. their opinion is heard. That's and what it is. And you know what I love about this is they'll shit on just the idea being mentioned. Idea. Or like, oh, Matilda, Matilda, another thing based off yes. of a real doll thing, another book, another adaptation oh. of this. And then what happens to those people when they actually go and love the I show? I love it. Do they succumb to the capitalist monsters in charge of Broadway? You know, like they they can't pick a battle. They just no, need to shit and, on something. And especially now. I mean, like, look, there are things... Obviously, like Rocky, Tootsie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. And I remember when they announced it, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to stay open. And I loved it so much for what it was because it wasn't the movie that I loved. It was a totally right. different entity. Right. And it right. should be. Yes. It should be an extension of what you love. Right. Um, I, I just, it makes me so, so angry. And it really just doesn't allow things to breathe. It doesn't allow because there's already a stigma on. No, on exactly. And, but and also, don't be, like, don't say you're a theater fan, and no, then the first thing you do is and, shit on new theater that's happening. And I'm going, I'm going full Italian here. And yes, after a year and a freaking half of no theater, yeah, you're yeah. gonna shit on any new theater. Thank you. Leslie, I mean, you can't see the this, folks, girl. but her fingers are going so crazy. The she is so Italian doll right now. Of these people, it, it it makes me so angry. Wow. So, and I look. I admit, I'm a, a such a theater geek. Like, I still buy the T-shirts of the shows that I go to. Right. I love everything. Yeah. That is what you should be and if it's not your thing that's fine you don't need to write about it yes anonymously we yes. have stupid reviewers i don't read reviews anymore because they sent me into a tailspin oh my god because i realized that people's opinions then will ruin my experience but something that is as rad as like a karate kid or like any of these beloved properties shut up <laughs> Wait till it comes out. Go see it. Go pay and see it. Don't watch a grainy freaking bootleg of it on the Instagram. 
be there and experience it, and then then you can have an opinion but damn right you know what your next project should be and i i just hope the the gods of show business are hearing me right now but i think you would crush it as one of those daytime tv judges you know what i'm talking about <laughs> just court tv some court some TV. sort of like you just like get to pick the verdict and you get to real just lay into the guy who's guilty yeah. i just want to see you do that go a full <laughs> italian i would love that <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I want to We. I want to take just a few more minutes of your time, if you don't mind, Leslie. Please. This is a real what am I doing? Don't Nothing. You, are you a drinker at all? Do you drink? Am I? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you love to have a martini with me? I'd really love a martini with you. I would. I would. Not now because it's eleven thirty a.m. here. But oh, well, yeah, okay, okay. So but yes, but yes. <laughs> when I when I'm in town, yes. A Bellini. <laughs> a Bellini. Uh, yeah, I just think you and I would have a good time at a bar. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, this is what we call stupid questions. I do this on every episode, and okay. I just I feel like these types of questions are where you really get to learn about somebody's personality. So, are you ready, Leslie Margarita, for stupid questions? Yes. Yes. Would you rather not be able to bend your arms or not be able to bend your legs? Ooh, uh, arm. Uh, I would rather not be able to. I want the use of my arms, so I'd rather not be able to bend my legs. So you would just kind of be walking around like Frankenstein. Yes, but right? I would make it cute. Yes. I like I'd the idea so of expressive. Up. Of somebody, you would be very upper upper body expressive. Upper body I like the expressive. idea of being completely <laughs> stiff upper body and then like a river dancer. You do? Me. I think it'd be really funny. Yeah, that you would totally be like flatly Lord of the Dance. <laughs> yes, I would be Lord Lord of the Dance, Michael Flatley. Um, okay, gun to your head, Leslie Margarita. Okay. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, which group's tour bus has to explode? Backstreet Boys. I'm I'm an NSYNC. Die Hard, like are you? Oh, a Die Hard, and I actually did a movie with JC from InSync and could not speak to him for like the first week. Are you serious? 
What I movie insane. was this? Uh, you can see it on Netflix now. It's called Opening Night. Oh my God. And it's me and Topher Grace and Tay Diggs. And it's about a Broadway show. <laughs> Topher and, Grace? <laughs> and Topher, Topher Grace like produced it. Yeah. It's on Netflix now. You can see it. Um, oh my God. I love this. I have to check like this Rob out. Rob Riggle's in it. There's like a huge. What? The cast is amazing. Yeah. It's okay. Like, I am a humongous Rob Riggle fan. Oh, then you'll enjoy this movie. Opening right. Night on Netflix. Wow. Opening Night. Um, I'm glad yeah, that, that you got an extra plug. A, an extra plug. It's about a putting up a Broadway musical. And the star of this musical was JC from NSYNC. And I literally was like. <laughs> was he playing himself? Yes. It's very funny. Oh my God. He's actually that. really, really funny. Yeah. So, so, so he no. was kind of the joke of like the butt of the joke, but he like yes. went with it. I totally. love that. Mad yeah. respect for JC. And totally. you know what? You're right about NSYNC. I think it just all in all, when it came song to song, they had oh. better songs. And I, look, I love the Backstreet Boys, but I'm I'm absolutely an NSYNC girl. Yeah. I think okay. there's more drama in the Backstreet Boys too. They, there's like rehab going on. I feel there's like they all had to do drama, and they're still around. Backstreet Men now. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure about that. Backstreet I'm, Men. I'm, have I'm a big boy band fan. Like, I've are you, you with, like New Kids on the Blocks kind well, of thing? Well, I've like, worked with Joey McIntyre many, Jesus many Christ. times. Why? And I. We always do. We are always put together in workshops of new shows. Amazing. <laughs> Always. We're like always husband and wife. We're always playing like the Italian and Irish and like the angry people. Oh my and God. I used to have a doll of Joey and I, again, like until I knew him, <laughs> like when I was a kid, I had a Joey McIntyre doll. So before yes. I knew him, I still was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm working with Joey McIntyre. Like, oh I, love, I love, I love, love. That is ridiculous. You know who the one person I worked with ever that I could, two, there's two people. I couldn't talk to them until like the last day it was possible to talk to them. And one was Michael C. Hall. He oh, did, uh, yes. he was in the Skittles commercial that I did for the Super Bowl oh, right. yeah, yeah, many yeah. years ago, or not many years ago, 2009 huh. or 19. Uh, and Mark Summers, who I oh, was- Double Dare. From Double Dare, I was like, and now we're like best friends and like we text every day. <laughs> you guys do that, yeah. I was like amazed when I met him, but like I used to pretend to be this guy when I was a kid, totally. you know, yeah. like hardcore. So like the the ooey gooey's inside were all there yeah. for sure. I didn't have a doll of him. That's kind of no, weird. Um, you have an yeah. action figure of the guy. Well, I mean, I was like ten. <laughs> okay, whatever. You were thirty anyway. Um, where else, Leslie? Mm -hmm. Next stupid question. Where else on the body would be a good place for the genitals to go? Besides the uh, crotch region. Ooh. Well, I mean, I guess it was. I feel like more... it's okay. I just feel like we could have done better, maybe. Like it should all be on the back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I guess it doesn't get as much protection. I was thinking maybe under the arm. That would just be so. <sighs> Convenient? No, just annoying. You think so? Too close to the face. I, or is it I mean, just close enough or... to the face? <laughs> I'm going to go with all in the back. All, all in the back. That, like, the imagine imagine scientists discovering the evolution of humans and the yeah. skeleton fossil they find with, like, a big dick hanging off of some man's back looking like a freaky stegosaurus. <laughs> that is really oh. crazy. Uh, I like that. On the back. That's a really good, that's, that's, that's funny to me. That's what aliens look like in my mind. Um, 
last stupid question, if you don't mind, Leslie. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I asked this to, I don't know if you know Raymond J. Lee. Yeah. I love Ray. I love and I had too. him on the podcast yesterday. Uh, uh, speaking of, Ray was in another adaptation that was literally probably my favorite show ever, Groundhog Day. We talked all about that, Groundhog Day. <laughs> One of the greatest. I mean, Tim Minchin really does not fuck up. He is no, so good. I saw Groundhog Day like five or six times because I loved it so much. I was in love with it. Yeah, no, it was oh easily maybe that year my favorite musical that year yep, by a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Okay, so I asked him this question and I just loved, <laughs> I just loved imagining it. That's why I think I'm going to ask everybody this question henceforth. Would you rather have no eyelids or would you rather have no lips? Eyelids. I'd rather okay. have no eyelids. Now, he said that too. And I just got to like <laughs> point out the, I'll be devil's advocate here. <laughs> what happens to your eyes if you can't close them? How, first of all, like, I guess you could put a mask on to sleep, but like hydration wise. And also this is really where it came down to uh, in the conversation yesterday with Ray. Imagine, and I, I'm sure it's been since yesterday since you've done this, <laughs> but imagine a couch makeout session. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And you're making out. Would you rather uh, open your eyes to see these wide open eyeballs staring right back at you because the person has no eyelids? Or would you rather just kind of rough and tumble it with some no lips, but when you open your eyes to see them making out with you, their eyes are closed delicately and romantically? Well, no, because is it just like a gaping mouth hole? With I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you can still open and close your mouth. You just wouldn't have you know, lips. I have quite thin lips to begin with, so I feel like I'm already inches away from just having no lips. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the no lips is weird. I, I'm i still going with eyelids because I feel like we would evolve to where something would like, you get like a thin, <laughs> <laughs> like something you could, <laughs> I don't know. Glasses you could put on. I wish people could see what you were trying to <laughs> mime. The oh film. my god! Some yucky film that just like something that like covers your eyes. So gross. I mean, there really is no right answer. It's there kind of an no awful right situation, answer. no matter what. Really. Correct. Um, that is the end of Stupid Questions, Leslie Margarita. And you know what I got to say? I'm so thrilled you're out there working in L.A. because the world just needs more content where you are involved with it. Come on, I feel the same about um, I know that, uh, you know, for this time around, it, it, we, we couldn't get you into the Karate Kid, but I really strongly hope that there is a day that that can happen. And if Someday. not, I really hope you and I get to work together soon because I think you're so kick-ass. We have, we have to, to. and I'm—I'll be like your groupie at Karate Kid because I really do like. Both my husband and I are massive fans. We're massive well, fans of the of the the reboot, the show, and like now we're going to be fans of the musical. Tickets and on it, me. Oh no! Tickets actually, on me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a. I'm a. I, I always try and pay. I always. Oh pay. wow! See, so that's where you and I are completely opposite. I know I it's difficult, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try because I know how hard it is, but no, I can't wait. I like, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. I'm and so this excited. is why, ladies and gentlemen, she is 
Queen Leslie. And it's all because like the way you talk about this industry and the way you show love and support towards people in this industry, it is just so what we need and it's palpable and it's wonderful. And I hope you had fun talking to me today. This was so silly and goofy and I'm glad you came and did this. Me too. I know. We'll, We'll definitely make it happen when I'm in New York. We'll get a martini. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Leslie Margarita. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash now we're talking. We're also on Instagram at NWT Podcast or Twitter at NWT underscore pod. A special thanks to Leslie Margarita for being a kick-ass guest and making us laugh. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast and feel free to support us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast and you can support us starting today. Keep tuning in for more amazing guests every single week. We'll catch you next Monday. Take care, everybody. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.